high short kick that is going to come up and bounce at the 20. Rutgers has a chance to recover it, and they do! What a play by the Scarlet Knights! Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win! Got it! Down and 10 at the 21. Wimsett hands it off. It's Manunga getting to the corner left. 20, 15, cuts inside 10. Manunga down near the goal line. He is in! Touchdown, Rutgers! Now with six. Baker making his move with five. Step back three for the lead. Oh. Yeah! Welcome to episode 265 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you on Thursday, January 11th. Have covered a lot of uh, Rutgers men's basketball lately. Uh, and we'll do so some more uh, going into the weekend. Huge game at Michigan State on Sunday coming off the big win over Indiana this past Tuesday. But wanted to focus on something else today. And, you know, recruiting wise, it's a little bit of a dead period. Uh, I want to have some recruiting experts on soon who are best to kind of pick their brains uh, in terms of what's going on right now uh, for Rutgers football. Uh, but in terms of Rutgers football, I, I wanted to do something that hasn't really been covered. It is relevant. It's not. Um, I think decisions are going to be made pretty soon uh, and we don't really know much. So 2025, the football schedule, there are two non-conference openings on the schedule for Rutgers football as of right now. In terms of what's been reported, uh, they're playing Ohio in the season opener on August 30th at SHI Stadium in 2025, but they have two non-conference slots to fill. So I find that kind of interesting. I'm a schedule guy. I love uh, deep dives, in which I have have dove. Uh, looking at, I've gone through every Power 5 reported schedule uh, opponent, potential opponent, and uh, pretty much every FBS potential opponent uh, that Rutgers could add and just looking back at the model since has been back since 2021 20 was a COVID year obviously and not all these decisions were made uh since has been hired but the basic footprint uh or blueprint for what they've done is they have one power five non-conference opponent one g5 opponent and then one fcs opponent so in the last three years your power five opponent you were at syracuse you were at boston college and you hosted virginia tech your G5, you had Temple all three years. And then uh, your uh, FCS, they hosted Delaware and then Wagner the past two years. So with that in mind, Ohio at the MAC, that's your G5 opponent for 25. I should uh, mention 24 as well, which uh, right now they have Howard, Akron at Virginia Tech. Right. So that follows the same blueprint there. You have a power five opponent, the home and home with Virginia Tech trading from this past season. Akron is your Mac G5 opponent. And then Howard is your FCS opponent. So you have uh, Ohio to start 25. So there that checks the box for the G5 Mac. So based on what Rutgers has been doing, they're probably going to add an FCS opponent and they're probably going to add a power five opponent. Now, being so late in the game, it's not so easy to add a power five opponent right now. Uh, and that's why I did a deep dive in terms of looking at what the actual possibilities are. I did do a little bit of a survey on Twitter today, tweeting kind of what people were interested in without giving specifics on, you know, who actually had open dates or not. But there is a strong sentiment, as I expected, and, and I agree with in terms of, you know, really looking at the ACC and also looking at former Big East foes that are in the ACC. Obviously, Rutgers had a lot of success. 
4-0 now in the last three seasons. They won that game at Syracuse. They won that game at Boston College. They beat Virginia Tech this year, and they beat Miami in the bowl game. So Virginia Tech next year is improved at Blacksburg. That will be a challenge. But uh, I think that model makes sense. And, you know, Rutgers has employed that for uh, future games as well in terms of their future opponents looking at it in 26 and 27. They already have that deal inked with Boston College, a home and home. They're at Boston College in 26 and hosting in 27. Uh, And um, if you're wondering about the 22 BC game, they also hosted BC in 2019. So that was that home and home, 19 and 22. When they went to Syracuse in 21, for those that are wondering, they were supposed to host them in 2020, got canceled because of COVID, and it doesn't look like that's going to be reopen. And if you're asking about 25, let's just jump into 25 possibilities. So Syracuse does not appear to be a possibility. Uh, they uh, are full. They have, uh, they're have at Temple. They have Notre Dame, Army, and UConn. So you already have a Power 5 team. Uh, you're already at Temple and then Army and UConn. You know, who knows if Rutgers and Shiano and Fran Brown would, would, would get together. Uh, but I would not think that that would happen in 25 based on Syracuse's schedule. Uh, Boston College, like I said, you already have them on 26 and 27. They're also already playing Michigan State and Notre Dame, so that's a no-go. If you're looking at the rest of the ACC, Duke, you know, they have one spot, spot available, but they have Illinois and UConn already. They're already playing a Big Ten team, doubtful. Miami has a slot, but they're playing Florida, South Florida, Notre Dame. Uh, Pitt uh, has a slot, but they don't have uh, dates available that match up. And they're already playing, excuse me, they're already playing West Virginia and Notre Dame. So there's no way they're going to add Rutgers uh, in that regard. Doesn't make sense. Um, There are a few possibilities in the ACC. So a new one in terms of a new ACC team is SMU. So SMU, who Rutgers played that one year in the American, they have, they're have they at TCU already, but they have a bunch of slots to fill. Not ideal. I like the East Coast idea, um, but that is a possibility in terms of dates being available. Uh, September 6th and September 13th is open on their schedule. And the key part of this is if you play a Power 5 team, you pretty much need to lock up a home and home. And that's where it gets a little complicated for Rutgers because, like I said, 26 and 27 is booked. So you're really realistically looking at 28, 29. Uh, And SMU, it does appear, I mean, they have, uh, they're at uh, another Power 5 team. I wrote it down, but I can't read what I wrote there. But they have another game in 28. Probably looks like they would most likely be available uh, in uh, 32 (laughs) looking forward. So, you know, maybe that could be a one-off. I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know anything. Uh, I don't have any insider information. I'm not trying to tip any hands. I'm just a guy that deep dove into all of this and loves schedules and looking at possibilities. Uh, in terms of the ACC, you also have Stanford, which is weird saying that in terms of the ACC, but Stanford is moving to the ACC and checking my notes. They have two slots available. They are playing Hawaii and San Jose State, so they need a Power 5 team. Now, would they be interested in playing an East Coast team? Probably only if Rutgers would go there. Uh, and does Rutgers really want to travel to California to play Stanford uh, with that Big Ten schedule? Probably not. They have open dates, 9-6 and 9-20. Uh, 
2028 does appear to be open uh, as a possibility. But again, I don't know if that really makes sense for either team. Uh, so that is, like I said, a possibility, but I don't think it's a strong possibility. I'm going to come back to someone in the, in the ACC that does make a lot of sense just to make it maybe a little bit interesting. Uh, but who else in the ACC? I mentioned Pitt, mentioned Miami, uh, you know, North Carolina, all those teams, NC State, none of them have openings. Uh, and, and teams did express interest in them, uh, but it doesn't look like anything makes sense there. Uh, in terms of the Big 12, there are a good amount of possibilities there. You have Houston, uh, who does have some availability. They're just playing Rice and Boise State. They're open on 9-6. They're playing Oklahoma in 28, so probably a return date would be 29. Again, another thing to consider about Rutgers is they already have five Big 10 uh, road games scheduled for this season. So they ideally would want a home game. Don't know if they're going to get it with a Power 5 team, but they're at Illinois, at Minnesota, at Ohio State, at Purdue, at Washington. So they're already going to the West Coast once. Uh, And then they're hosting Iowa, Maryland, Oregon, and Penn State. Not an easy schedule whatsoever. Uh, So, you know, I guess there's no guarantee they're going to add a Power 5. But, again, looking at the model, looking at the way they've been, let's keep looking at the Power 5s. Uh, as I said, Stanford is a possibility. Houston is a possibility. Where I think an interesting possibility that does make sense in terms of another future opponent that's on the schedule is looking at Kansas State. Kansas State and Rutgers have a series uh, reportedly scheduled and has been on the books for a while uh, for 2030-2031. So the interesting thing here is for 2025, Kansas State has an opening. They're playing Army and North Dakota. And they also are on the schedule for at Arizona on September 13th. Now, why is that interesting? Because Arizona has recently joined the Big 12. That is no longer going to be a non-conference game. So Kansas State's going to need somebody else. Their open date is 920. Uh, Rutgers has that. So I think you could look at Kansas State moving one of those dates, 2030 or 2031, and moving it up to 2025. That could work for both teams. Because like I said, Kansas State is now going to be looking for someone else now that Arizona is joining the conference, and Rutgers has a a spot to fill. So whether you like that non-conference matchup or not, uh, and whether it still happens or not remains to be seen, but that is on the books right now, uh, and that could be a potential fix for kind of a last-minute non-conference power five booking for Rutgers. I know I'm jumping a little bit here. Uh, BYU is another one. Uh, I have post-it notes all over. Uh, BYU is only playing um, East Carolina and Southern Utah right now. So they have an opening on September 13th. Uh, And 28-29, they have a home-and-home with Ole Miss. So I don't know if that would make sense to add Rutgers as well. I don't know if it makes sense for Rutgers to play BYU uh, but that is a possibility if you're looking at Power Five options. Uh, two SEC foes that I, you know, don't make a ton of sense. Uh, and I think my greater point is that if you're Rutgers and you want to play a Power Five non-conference opponent, you keep the model that you're doing. Not only are you playing ACC teams and four Big East foe teams, foes, uh, bad English there, but 
what you're doing is you're playing teams that are winnable opponents. You're playing teams that are even either on par with you or you're kind of a slight favorite. So, you know, LSU and Auburn have openings in 2025. Does it make sense to play them? Not really. Uh, I mean, Auburn maybe could be a little fun. LSU, you know, you have the Brian Kelly connection. Coach of Cincinnati in the Big East. Shiano obviously knows him. Could work it out. I don't, again, I don't think it makes sense. It doesn't really follow the plan that Shiano's been following. Uh, LSU has at Clemson, Louisiana Tech, and Western Kentucky. So they have an open date on the 13th of September. Uh, Auburn has a slot. They're playing Ball State, Southern Alabama, uh, and uh, they have uh, the 20th open. Uh, they're at Baylor. So, again, I don't know. Typically, they don't play more than one Power 5 team in non-conference play. So, probably not possible, probably not very likely. But in terms of actually being physically possible based on the way the schedules are written, I mentioned it. Um, anything else interesting here that I haven't covered uh, well, let, let's delve into the service academies a little bit. Also, other uh, Vandy, Vanderbilt, uh, you know, Rutgers. I, I went to a Rutgers Vanderbilt game at Giants Stadium. I think it was like 1990, 91-ish. Um, Vanderbilt has a slot open, but they also play at Virginia Tech. And looking back at some previous schedules, they don't play more than one Power 5 non-conference opponent. So they're out. Uh, UConn has zero availability for those that have asked. UConn's out. They have nothing. I don't you know, know if it would even make sense to play them uh, just in terms of already having a G5 team on your schedule, but they're out and UMass has no availability either. Now in terms of Temple, Temple has no availability. They're playing Oklahoma, not Georgia Tech there. They're out. Uh, and then Army and Navy. I, I don't see Army as a possibility from a schedule standpoint because they have Kansas State and Syracuse on the schedule already. And then Navy, you know, both of these teams are moving to the American. So the schedules are a little funky. They're not completely full. So, they, you know, I'm not 100% sure. But it looks like Navy just has Notre Dame on their schedule, and they do have a pretty wide-open September. Now, the argument is, do you really want to play a service academy? Uh, I know a lot of fans want to. Does it make sense from a scheduling standpoint when you have nine Big Ten games uh, playing a team that you know is going to run you to death with the option and everything? It's, you know, it's a physically imposing game. Uh, and I don't think, honestly, it makes a ton of sense. It's really fun. I've been to both Annapolis and West Point to see Rutgers play them, and it's awesome. It's a great trip. But now that you're playing nine games in the Big Ten, I don't think it makes a ton of sense. And, again, just looking at Shiano's blueprint so far since he's been back, you're talking FCS, you're talking G5, you're talking P5. So all that being said, I think the team that makes the most sense in terms of fit, in terms of availability, in terms of that ECC model, in terms of the East Coast – is Virginia. UVA, believe it or not, has a slot. They have two open dates, September 6th, which would kind of be perfect, and September 20th. They have two opponents on the schedule, Coastal Carolina and William & Mary. So no Power 5 opponent. They play two Power 5 opponents in 24, Maryland and Notre Dame. So they have a Big Ten game in 24. uh, And... You know, in terms of a return date, 28, they play Indiana, uh, 29, they play Kansas. So if there was a home and home, probably looking at 32 uh, as the return, but that's okay. Uh, I think for 2025, Virginia would make the most sense. And old friend Lance Glenn tweeted this when I was talking to him and tweeted it earlier today, uh, that he loved that game without even knowing that it, it, like kind of out of all the options, it makes the most sense just from a logistical standpoint. UVA stands out above all the others. 
Again, Kansas State is, I think, makes sense. If you're going to have that series in 30 and 31, you could, you know, you both kind of have a need now for 25. You could move one of those games up. Now, how much leverage is Rutgers going to have? Can they get a home game out of this? Are they going to have to go on the road? And you have six power five games on the road in 2025. That's less than ideal. That's not what you typically want, but they might have to do it. Um, So that's going to be interesting. Again, you have... BYU, Stanford, Houston, SMU as possibilities in terms of working on the schedule. LSU and Auburn, I don't think it makes sense, but it is physically possible. Baylor even is physically possible. They just have Auburn on the schedule, but again, it doesn't really make sense. Um, so I think from a Rutgers perspective, you know, Howard's available on the FCS level. Uh, they're coming to uh, SHI Stadium in 24. Probably makes sense to just bring them back for 25. And then you have to fill a power five slot, assuming they still want to do that. Would they fill another G5 slot? I mean, if they did that, yeah, you could add Navy. Um, but I, 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 I'd I, rather add a Power 5 team. And again, Virginia makes a ton of sense here. Uh, if, uh, Like I said, Pitt doesn't make sense. They already have West Virginia and Notre Dame. Uh, Duke already has Illinois. Uh, BC already has Michigan State and Notre Dame. You already have a series with them. Miami is booked. Syracuse is booked. Um you know, so all those uh, Virginia Tech, you're just coming down off a series with them. I think they're booked already anyway. So, yeah, if they're going to go power five, I think UVA makes a ton of sense. I think Kansas State is a strong possibility with that flip-flop. Uh, and then you could, I mean, SMU and Houston are definitely doable. You know, and they're not, um, you know, in terms of opponent, I mean, they kind of fit that bill in terms of winnable games. A uh, little bit more of a travel game whenever you have to go there and they have to come to you. But I think those are, Certainly fallbacks that, you know, teams transitioning to the power five that uh, are not so daunting, I'm not saying it'd be an easy game, but uh, I think those are kind of your, your plan B uh, with your UVA and Kansas state as your plan A. So we'll see what happens again. I don't know anything. This is me spitballing and trying to come up with some entertaining content on a random Thursday in January. I hope you like this episode. And uh, you know, if you have any ideas of topics you want me to cover, uh, write in the comments, email me, tweet at me, whatever. Uh, I'm open to anything. Uh, I have to do a little research, but I'm, I'm happy to, to cover different things. I'll do a mailbag at some point soon, too. But thank you for listening and watching to this Scarlet Faithful podcast episode once again, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.